members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here today in honor of and in memory of Ralph, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning. Words that I had the privilege to share with Ralph seemingly a few hours before God called him to heaven. Revelation 7, verses 9 to 17, the appointed first reading for All Saints Day, a glimpse of heaven. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Dear friends in Christ. I don't know if you've thought about it before, but there is a big difference between a secret and a mystery. A big difference between a secret and a mystery. If I know a secret and you don't know it, and I tell that secret to you, no longer is it a secret. But a mystery is different. A mystery remains a mystery even after you hear it. You can't fully explain it or comprehend it. You believe it. And you appreciate it. I've said for years, it is a mystery that my wife loves me. There is no logical explanation for it. But it's true. I can't explain it, but I can appreciate it. And I can believe it. My friends, God's Word contains many mysteries. 
If you try to reason them out or apply your human logic to them, they don't make any sense. They are the mysteries of God. The mysteries that God has entrusted to His church to proclaim to His people, to sustain and give life to His people. What kind of mysteries am, am I talking about? It is a mystery, as we heard last Sunday in our church readings. It is a mystery that God could speak the Word. And from the power of that word, all things came into existence. I can't explain it. It's a mystery. God spoke the word and all things came into being. It is a mystery that when God's perfect creation was ruined by our first parents, Adam and Eve, that God did not wipe them off the face of the earth and start over. It's a mystery that instead he gave them a word, a powerful word, a faith-creating and faith-sustaining word that he would one day send a Savior into the world who would crush the serpent's head and restore the broken relationship between God and his creation. It's a mystery. It is a mystery that in God's great wisdom, he would send the second person of the Trinity, the eternal word, the divine logos, into this world, wearing flesh and blood, the creator becoming one of the creation in order to save mankind from an eternity in hell. God in the flesh. Jesus Christ. It's a mystery. It's a mystery that God could love us so much that He would send Jesus into this world to pay the penalty for our sin, to die the death we deserve. It's a mystery. But that's exactly what God did. It's a mystery that as Jesus went to the cross, hanging, bleeding, dying, that what looks to the world like a failed attempt by another would-be Messiah would be the salvation of the world and the glory of God. Jesus, glorified as His dead body hangs on an old rugged cross. It's a mystery. And yet it's true. It's a mystery that the stone-cold dead body of Jesus that was laid in a new tomb would three days later come back to life. It's a mystery. But it's true. It's a mystery that God would take everything that Jesus accomplished, His perfect life, His Good Friday death, His Easter resurrection, and deliver it to His people at the baptismal font, robing us with Christ's righteousness, giving us the Good Friday, Easter Sunday benefits that Jesus had earned, free. It's a mystery. But it's true. My friends, 
When Jesus says in our Gospel reading for today, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in Me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in Me shall never die. It's a mystery that these words are true. And yet they are. My friends, Ralph is dead. But he lives in Jesus Christ. And on the last day when Jesus comes in His power and might and glory, all the dead bodies will come back to life. And in our flesh, as Job confessed hundreds and hundreds of years ago, in my flesh I will see God with my own eyes. Mine and not another. Oh, how my heart yearns within me. It's a mystery. But it's true. I remember one day in Bible study, I talked about this whole mystery secret thing. And uh, everybody laughed when they looked at my wife who sat off in the corner. Ralph came up to me after Bible study. And he said, you know, I never really thought much about the mysteries of God. If it was in the Bible, I believed it and that was that. My friends, I don't know if that is the simple childlike faith that Jesus calls all of us to. Or if that is the most mature, refined confession of faith that any Christian has ever made. You know what it is? It's both. It's both. For the last decade or more, Ralph's been kind of like an icon around this place. I can't literally, can't remember a time when Ralph wasn't here. Most of the time in his bib overalls, most of the time, a man of few words. In Bible study, when he liked what I was saying, I got the thumbs up. In Bible study, when he was confused by what I was saying, I got the wiggly thumb. And whenever I would mention some heresy or something to avoid, I got the double thumbs down. It was almost a routine. Not every Sunday, but about every other Sunday when Ralph would come into my office and have something that he wanted to talk about. Maybe it was some question from the Bible. Maybe it was some issue or activity that was going on. Sometimes he would have a whole handful of fundraising appeals because everybody was after his money, you know. He would have this whole fistful of envelopes and he would say, Pastor, are any of these things worthy of my money? And we would sit there and sort through them. Ralph had kind of a gruff exterior. But he had the heart of a teddy bear. He loved his country. He loved his family. He loved his community. 
loved and missed his wife. He loved to serve. It's what his whole life was about. Giving and serving for others. He loved to weld. And five or six years ago when he found out that the... Uh, Pastor was taking welding classes at the community college. He came up to me and said, Pastor, why didn't you come over? I would have taught you for free. It's all about penetration, don't you know? Every once in a while. Pastor, when you learn how to weld rust, then you know you're a good welder. <laughs> Ralph gave of himself as a second nature. He didn't do it for any kind of accolades. Almost always it was behind the scenes. Several years ago we started a fundraiser here at Good Shepherd. Pancakes for Pecan. Fundraiser for the Pediatric Cancer Action Network. Ralph said, I'll make the pancakes. And that he did. And did. And did. And did. My friends, all of these things that Ralph was, that he is in our memory, and that his legacy is that will continue, were fruits of faith. A faith that clung to the Word of God. A faith that was born of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for him. He knew that his sins were forgiven. He knew that God had set him free in the blood of Jesus Christ. And so he didn't have to spend his life climbing the ladder of salvation. There is no such thing. He heard the word of God and he believed it. The legacy of Ralph Harper in light of all of these things of service that he did. The legacy of Ralph Harper is that he heard the word of God and believed it. And if necessary, would even contend for it. My friends, the best thing that you can do with the Word of God is believe it. It's not a secret. It's not a secret in any way, shape, or form. God has revealed who He is and what He has done for you, for me, for the world in the Bible, in His Word. There are many parts of God's Word that are and will remain mysteries for as long as we live. If we get bogged down and try to reason it out or apply our Dr. Spock logic, we will always be disappointed. We will always come up short and we will be filled with Satan's greatest enemy and that enemy is doubt. My friends... Today, 
God gives us a glimpse of heaven. And I want you to imagine what Ralph is seeing now. The lamb who was slain, but is now risen from the dead, seated on the throne. Angels and archangels and all the company of heaven gathered around the throne singing, holy, holy, holy. Imagine if you can. What God describes to us in his word. You see, there are. There are sometimes things that are so good, the only way God can describe them to sinful human beings like us is to tell us what they are in a negative way. No more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more scorching heat, no more sin. No more death. My friends, it's a mystery that God could love us, that God could love Ralph with an everlasting love that cost Jesus his life. It's a mystery, but it's true. My friends, Today, God promises the only comfort that can truly comfort when our hearts are breaking, when we miss our dad or our grandpa or our buddy at church. The only comfort that can truly comfort is Jesus Christ crucified and risen for you. Because our goodbyes are not truly goodbye, but until we meet again. About three years ago, Ralph came into my office. I thought he was going to talk about the well that he had provided for for children in Haiti. Most people didn't know about that. He did it because it was his nature. He came in and he goes, Pastor, I don't want to fight, but I got something I want to talk to you about. I said, okay, Ralph, what's on your mind? He says, when I die, I'm going to donate my body to science. You can bury me in a year or two when they're done carving me up. You okay with that, Pastor? I said, yeah, Ralph, I'm okay with that. Even in death, one final act of service. My friends... Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Ralph Harper was blessed. We were blessed to have him touch our lives. May God continue to bless us as we cling to that life-giving, life-changing word.
that gave Ralph life, that gives us life, and will sustain us to everlasting life. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our ears, and our faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.